You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And it is a victory edition podcast because Arizona football defeated Colorado in a very tight, way closer game than we thought it would be. Probably everyone, you, you know. You thought it would be. Uh, but we did predict Arizona would win, so yay us. But um, we have... Had a lot of thoughts. We did this podcast hours after the game because... We're going to be honest. We needed to... We needed to decompress. Shelby had a... How big was it? A 42-ounce bottle of sake. I had a whole bunch of sake at dinner. Uh, I had a a Coke. Jason had a Coke because he's lame. And uh, Ginza Sushi... Look, we have a secret. Don't tell anyone if you're listening to this. The best sushi place in Tucson... Is Ginza Sushi. By far. It's very far. It's on... We only eat there once in a blue moon. Kolb and Sunrise... Yeah, like it's that. really it's really far. We we're not really East Side people, um, but we do drive over there for that, and that was our celebration to celebrate Arizona having a huge winning weekend in multiple sports. I just want to point out with Shelby, by the way. Mm-hmm. So Shelby eat, ate sushi a little bit before I met her, and now we eat sushi a, like once every couple weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. And Shelby's a little hoity-toity, so we go to this place because she <laughs> likes the fact, if you're a sushi connoisseur, you know what I'm talking about, that they have Toro. I love Toro. And that's pretty much all. that. Like, Shelby just in... Market price yeah, Toro, guys. Yeah, if it's on a market price, that's what Shelby orders when we go to the sushi place. Yep. She's like, oh, how much is it? Don't care. Bear down. That's basically that's what basically it was That's basically what I said today as I, like, drink back for, She asked for buffalo at one point, though. That was a little weird. You yeah. said, you have buffalo. Lady, the waitress to look at me kind of funny. Um, anyway, so we've celebrated. We've had uh, time to think about the game and be excited. Still it, excited. It was cold outside. So Shelby wore her home field apparel jacket. I did. And what we did is we went to homefieldapparel.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we entered these code for first-time users. We got 15% off. Mm-hmm. Wildcat Scoop 23 was the code. And Shelby is sporting... The ridiculously hot bomber jacket. I love it. I'm ordering the snapback. I think I'm going to order it. It's too sick. The hat is really sick. So there it was. That was a seamless integration of our sponsor. And if not now, like what more do you need? What are you waiting for? We can't give you a better weekend to celebrate after Arizona football won, Arizona basketball won, the women's basketball team won, the volleyball team won multiple times. And actually they won tonight 
against Colorado, I believe. And most importantly, Shelby, you, the Arizona fan, won. Everyone has won. I'm going to make a nice post tomorrow. But Arizona football fans, and really basketball fans, we had that little rocky period with the whole FBI thing, you know. (laughs) Oh, that whole ESPN witch hunting Sean Miller thing. The whole assistant coach getting arrested. Anyway, in football, we all know. We all know what the, the last few years was like. Last year wasn't too bad. We know what two years ago was like. Yeah, it's we know brutal. what the year before that was like. We know. We've been there. So you all have earned it. If there's any fan base that has earned what's going on, it's Arizona. Boom. Done. So thank you for joining us. And that's the end of the podcast. Shelby and I didn't write questions because questions are stupid. Yeah. question. We don't need to be formal. This can be fun. Shelby did not flip anything. I didn't flip anything. I didn't throw anything. I was a little more vocal today than the basketball game, I believe. You were very uh, intense and yeah. then like very uh, sometimes ragey. And then you'd be really quiet again. I was actually very contained. And then that last field goal, obviously, when when that seized, like sealed the deal in Arizona 1. Oh, yeah, by the way, 34 to 31. I don't even know if I mentioned that. Uh, that's when we started jumping around and i think it's something to be said also like i i mentioned on um i don't know what day of the week it is somewhere anymore. i mentioned on friday like it was a high level basketball game i thought this was a really good football game and i think it's important to highlight good college games as we sit here and, and record this during asu ucla this is a clown is barely, show it's barely a football game i'm gonna be honest it's it's not even real uh so Let's get right to it. Shelby, was there... I'm asking you questions to start because I'm going to chime in. Okay. Was there any point where you actually felt good about this football game today? <laughs> so I know you're going to think, oh, you're just saying this because you were grumbling under your breath. Oh, we're going to lose this game. Arizona going to lose this game. And I kept thinking it was going to come down to the fourth quarter. So I was reserving judgment. I never said that Arizona wasn't going to win. And I was waiting, and I, I kind of – it was just tight, like, the whole time. It was going to come down to someone making a mistake. Obviously, the roughing was circumspect at best on both sides of the ball because there are a lot of Colorado fans that are saying they lost the game because of the roughing, which is – that's not true. But uh, it was pretty bad. But I don't know. I kind of I kind of believed that it, we were going to get there. I think being an Arizona fan for football is so ingrained – that like they're the going to fail. Habits are like, and like, so like we had the group chat with me and Mike and Ben and everybody. And I was like, we all agree Arizona's going to lose, right? Like this was in the third quarter and Ben's like, yeah. By the way, I'm not in this group chat. I, well, that's good. You probably divorced me if you were. Uh, Michael Luke, to his credit, said no. Uh, this is the same thing that happened against Oregon State. It was a little different, but I get what Mike was saying. But I think part of it is just like, as an Arizona fan, you're just so used to things going wrong. One of the coolest things to do, in a bad way, actually, probably, is the next day, like tomorrow, Sunday morning, wake up, whatever you do, and go back and read the Arizona-Colorado game thread. Every game thread, beyond like complete blowouts, is such a disaster of human emotions, (laughs) and I love it, because you're watching this game, and like the difference between winning and losing today is, I'm sorry, the, the difference between... Good teams and bad teams is good teams find a way to win and bad teams find a way to lose. And that is the biggest difference to me with Arizona football. Going back to the game against Stanford, they found a way to win it. Going back to 
you know, the, the, this game today, right? They found a way to win it. And you're not, so many times Arizona football has beat themselves. And Colorado is in that process of learning how to win games. They've had close games. Stanford, they blew a 29-point lead. UCLA was a 12-point game. Oregon State, they were right in it. They've been in most of their games. Uh, USC, they came back. So they've had, they haven't, this to me, I've watched every Colorado football game this year. I would put this game that they played up with any game they've played all year. I yeah, really I think really... you can make an argument that this was Colorado's most complete. They brought their A game today. And Arizona brought nothing close to it. Nope. And I think that's the thing that really stands out to me, Shelby, is if you were to ask me how Arizona played, I would not tell you Arizona played well today. I just wouldn't. I, I, I think that overall this was an average game, but the difference was that when it counted in that fourth quarter, like you mentioned, there was one team that was clearly ready for the moment and one team that wasn't. Yes, I do think that across the board um, from play calling, I was screaming a couple of times. I did not understand some of Judd's decision-making in certain play calls. Obviously, this was not Noah's Best game, this was his freshman, uh, you know, down game. And I think he tweeted that. Uh, we had some drop balls. We had calls that didn't go our way. Um, it was, you know, some things that they've done very well this year just kind of dropped off. And I also thought maybe it was the altitude, maybe it was the traveling, I'm not sure. But there was a lot of, uh, I thought the effort today, especially in like the secondary and some of the, um, some of the, I don't know, some of the calls, like people were just, were not completing. I, I, I don't want to call it effort. Arizona was flat. Yeah, Like they, were, they were just, they came out flat. Maybe it's because they're so used to kicking off at eight o'clock at night. They just didn't know what to do with like, the sun. day games. Day games have, have not been kind to Arizona mm, in the true. past. Over the years. Um, but the thing is like, like you mentioned Noah. Let's talk about Noah for a second. He was not good in the first half. Like mm -hmm. it was, and, and, and I've said this before, and I don't think it's anything crazy he's a freshman freshman you're gonna have a bad game it's just how bad is your bad game gonna be so in the first half he had 101 yards passing but was eight for 18 this is a guy who is averaging like 78 percent completion percentage and you're like oh no like this is this is the game um you know average yards of play was 6.2 but the average yards completion was you know was was nothing Pretty much was a little over 10. It, it just, it, you know, Colorado had the ball for 18 minutes in the first half. Arizona had the ball for 12. Um, it, it just, it wasn't a very good game, right? Arizona was two for six on third down. And we're just going to talk offense now. Um, in the second half, you compare Fafita's numbers. Yeah, so he had 13 completions in the second half compared to eight in the first. And he actually had one less attempt in the second half for 113 yards. Um, was able to keep the ball the time of possession, average yards per play was more, average yards completions more, all that. It was it was a significant, and it wasn't a crazy game. Like he only finished with 234 yards, right? But, or 214 yards, sorry. But he didn't throw a pick. He didn't throw a pick. He's been throwing picks, a pick a game, and he even said in the presser uh, earlier this week that he wanted to get rid of that, but at the end of the day, 60% of his passes, 214 yards, two touchdowns, and a win. Yeah, it was, we're so used to him being at this such a high level 
that for him, this average game is like clearly a drop off, but he he still did things well. And if you compare this to if this had been Jaden, what would have happened? You know, you could kind of take a look at that and say he contained it to the point where the mistakes didn't happen that kept Arizona in the game. Because this was a, a game that was literally back and forth, like on a hair, was it like on a, a hair on a razor's edge kind of thing. And, and, and I'll say this too. Shore Sanders one of the best passers in the country. And he only finished, no only at 50 less yards on one less completion. Right. Like you, and I think Shador is good. Like I, I absolutely give him credit, but it wasn't like an astronomical performance. Right. And, and this was a normal game for Shador and this was a bad game for Noah. Like I, I still, I don't think Noah played all the great, but the point is his bad game is still good enough to win. And that's important. And I don't want to get into the whole Jaden thing. We've said it ad nauseum, but we, we all know what a bad game from Jaden looks like. Right. And it's very different. So uh, credit to Noah. You shall be mentioned the play calling. What was the biggest thing you didn't like about the play calling? You kept yelling at the TV. Um, the the running. Yeah, you wanted like, them to run the ball. More. I wanted them to run the ball more, and then and also like to try different things. Like they kept kind of running the same scheme several times in a row, not working, and then boom, we're having to you know punt. I will say like it's hard to question when you have thirty four points. But when you're averaging 16 yards a carry, like Jonah Coleman did, you shouldn't be ending the game with 11 carries. It was a weird play-calling game. You know, Arizona passed the ball 35 times. They ran the ball 27. Two of those were Noah's sacks, so you could really say they ran the ball 25 times. But, I mean, Jonah Coleman averaged 16. DJ Williams had the two touchdowns. He wasn't great. Speedy Luke was flat-out bad in his three carries, did nothing. But Jonah Coleman is at the point where you would be hard-pressed to name 10 running backs. I don't want to say five. It might be five, but 10 running backs in the country. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that you would take over Jonah Coleman right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is and has been a complete monster as of late. Uh, it's funny because, again, like and we've said this before, it's almost like Arizona's waiting to the fourth quarter, then they give the ball to Jonah, and they know that the defense can't tackle him because Jonah's just stronger than everyone. And that's what we saw. He's going to drag him Like, with Colorado him. had no chance. It literally felt like Colorado had no chance to tackle Jonah and when he gets into space, um, if he lands that hurdle move, my head probably explodes. Yeah, I was also nervous he was just going to break a leg doing that. Like, you, like it's always dangerous when a player does that. But um, it definitely was an odd game. And I think some of it had to do with, you know, the strategy of trying to keep Colorado off balance and, you know, kind of trying to run things a little differently than what they've been seeing on tape. I, I was thrilled. I even I even looked at you one time and said, watch, they're going to do a dumb trick play here. And, and I No trick no plays. No trick plays. They learned that they have not worked this season and not to pull them out, especially in a game that's this, this close. I'm always impressed when you could put together long drives, mm-hmm. right? And Arizona's drive that won the game. That was amazing. Was 11 plays for 67 yards, 4 minutes and 57 seconds, Right. I mean, that was, those are, and obviously they won the game. I don't want to say it's a backbreaker, but like that drive, the ability to do that. They did it last game too. Yeah. At that point of the game is just so impressive. And I actually, I know I'm in the minority here. I think I am. I would have scored. No, we were going, we (laughs) were Like I would have absolutely scored the touchdown. And if Shador wants to take it on me, 90, you know, was it 75 yards and 57 seconds with no timeout? So be it. And I will say this. It's not my trust for Tyler Loop. It's I saw what happened with USC against Arizona to win that game, and it still haunts me. That is literally the only reason. I know Arizona's not USC. But with that being said, Tyler Loop. Tyler Loop. Actually, all of that team. Like, you know, you got to give yes flowers. And no. You got to give some flowers. Well, Okay. I know what you're going to say because Quinn, Quinn or Magnuson tweeted Magnuson. this and he said, shout out Seth McKellar yep. who hasn't had a bad snap. And like, that's, I just want to point out, that's a name that we have not said on this podcast and we should have been saying right. it. Snappers He's, don't get snappers love. Snappers don't get love. So we are going to take the cue from, from Quinn and give him some love and give him his flowers because you don't notice the snapper until they mess up. And he has been really, really good this year. But I will also say this. Beyond Tyler Loop and beyond oh, Seth yeah, McKellar, the special teams was horrendous. Our special teams. This was the first game all year. Colorado's average start was on their own 37, and Arizona's average start was on their own 21. Made it real hard. It, had Arizona lost this game, that would have been why. That would have been the stat of the game. The punt coverage team uh, was just flat out bad. You know, Xavier Weaver. Uh, you know, 157 all-purpose yards. Uh, you know, Hunter had 70. It, it just, 
punt, punt returns, you can't average 15 yards on a punt return. Weaver averaged 15 yards on a punt return. Uh, that's awful. Uh, the set was fantastic for them. Their punter, uh, three inside the 20 was great. But at the end of the day, with all that being said, Colorado missed their field goal. Yep. And I told Shelby, I go, this kid's going to miss it. So he's actually not a horrible kicker, Colorado's kicker. But one, he doesn't have great leg, leg strength. And two, if you watch, it's very, uh, he's got a low trajectory. Yeah, he starts. So I actually long. thought, I said, there's watch watch for the block. But he, he missed it. His leg just isn't that great. Um, but at the end of the day, it came down to special teams. And again, fourth quarter, when Arizona needed it, and Colorado needed it. Colorado didn't get what they needed. And Arizona played for the field goal and won. And Jed, after the game, said that's that's what he wanted to do. He joked that Montana went down on purpose, even though he didn't. Um, and we'll get to Montana in a second. But it wound up being the right play. And if, if it works, then uh, it, it works. Then it that's works. It Can't like. complain. And I will also say, I have, one thing I've been impressed with Jed um, is that he invests in his special teams, especially his kicker. Because your kicker is the other main person who's scoring you points. How, how There's a lot of coaches that don't invest in the kicker. How insane is it that Tyler Loop is literally on pace, literally, to be the, the most accurate college place kicker of all time? All time, guys. Like, we're talking forever until hopefully no one else breaks his record. But, I mean, Arizona has kind of a history of having NFL kickers, which is kind of cool. And clearly this kid's great. Um, Kyle Ostendorf, also future NASA astronaut, probably. Um, at least he does his job. Great so dude. He's a and, great kid. And, and Loop, it, Loop's so, so unassuming. So it's funny if you watch the the post game video when Fish says Loop. Yeah, start the song Loop. But it was he was like one, two, three. There's two. There's three guys that got game balls that we saw. One of them was Taylor Upshaw. Yep. Second one was Montana. Third was Mondo Hawkins, who came from Colorado. I think the guy that should get the most love, I don't want to get into the Taylor Upshaw thing. I will say this, and I know I'm not complaining. Is it Taylor or Tyler? Taylor. Taylor. I know I'm not complaining too much because Colorado board was actually joking. Colorado held so much today on their O-line, and someone posted on the Colorado board. I'll see if I can link it. Why is their O-line playing well? And the first response is like, because we're holding every play and they're letting us. They're not us. getting called for it. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, and, like I've, and, and Upshaw, the numbers aren't there. Uh, but, you know, he, uh, he, he finished with three tackles. That's actually fourth on, tied for fourth in Arizona with a bunch of dudes. Um, I think it is a very cool thing that Montana Limonius is Craig's best game of the year came against Colorado. This was by far. His best game of the year. Five catches, 67 yards. He was targeted five times, so he caught all his targets, which is not easy to do. Um, there wasn't another receiver in the entire game that did that, I believe. Maybe A.J. Jones. But, like, Weaver, for instance, as good as he was in Colorado, 5 of 10. You know, it's which is awful as a receiver. Um, he deserves a round of applause because Colorado pretty much got rid of him. And, like, when you look at Colorado's receiving, it was two guys, and then they spread the ball out a little bit. But uh, Montana, Lamonius, Craig deserves a, a ton of credit. For, and an for award for just having a great name. MLC. MLC. Great names. Arizona always has players that have great names. So, um, Anybody else on the offense side that we need to talk about? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there's one guy that we always need to talk about. 
I mean, I don't know how many times each week, Shelby, we need to say that T-Mac is uh, yeah. better than your favorite wide receiver. Pretty Some much. of those catches <laughs> like, today. I mean, the it, it's just every and, – and look, him versus Hunter, that's just a freak up, man. I mean, that's that's just so damn entertaining. And for him to go out there and get nine catches for 170, 107 yards and a touchdown, uh, 57 of those yards. One-handed. The touchdown was just stupid, one-handed. But it's and he had normal. another catch like that. But, yeah, yeah. that's just T-Mac. Like, oh, uh, whatever. We are witnessing some greatness. Like we are, you know, like was it witness? Yeah, we're witnessing greatness. Like I hope generational talent. We're gonna look back when T Mac is gone and go, man, that guy was effing good. I mean, he. There's just not much. And look, like Travis Hunter too is a bad dude. Like the fact that he's playing every snap pretty much on offense and defense. I think he's a much better corner than he is a receiver. But he's still clearly good. But to watch him battle with T-Mac and sometimes Montana and all that, um, Shelby just lost it because UCLA's tight end just landed on his head and then got right back up. She thought he was dead. Um, but, like, it is – I mean, there's only so much. We we could probably record this comment and just play it every week at, at this point. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, well, he got his flowers, of course. Well-deserved. Um, One more guy on offense. Yep. Because it leads me to a, a point also. Uh, it is pretty crazy, and Fish talked about development after the game, which always makes me laugh. But it is pretty crazy how much Arizona trusts their players. To have A.J. Jones in that situation late in the game where he had the four-yard catch, and really if he wasn't tripped up, it would have been a touchdown. But they had him late in the game. Uh, I know Cowing wasn't healthy at that point. But they're still throwing it to A.J. Jones. They didn't need to. They could have picked another receiver to throw it to. And they've done it before with, like, Kevin Green. Uh, they did it with A.J. Jones. They've done it with with Riley. Like, uh, you know, we'll get to defense in a minute. But, like, Dominic Lalesio comes in the game. Kamu comes in the game. Uh, Arizona, I'd have to go through depth charts and all that. But Arizona. Use everyone. It's not just that. They trust guys. Like, they trust young players where other teams aren't playing young players they just they don't trust their young guys and and arizona very clearly trust their young players and it's 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 pretty cool to watch awesome well that's just good coaching um all right are you are you done do you have that's all the offense, all, that's on the offense. offense side okay we're gonna we talked about special teams talked about offense uh, obviously, we need to talk about defense. Go. Yeah, wasn't very good though no. until the second half. Yep, and then <laughs> so the I first think half, the first half was, was dreadful. not great. The first half is dreadful. All of us are like, "Oh no, this is this is the bad defensive game." This looks like last year, whatever, right? Colorado has two hundred and fifty yards. They're running the ball for three and a half yards a carry, which is good for them. Shador is moving around, doing what he wants. They're four for eight on third down. Uh, they've got the ball for 18 minutes, like I mentioned before. And then you're like, oh, crap, right? And then Arizona just locks down, just completely locks down. Colorado, this is insane, had 102 yards in the entire second half. The entire second half had 102 yards, averaged 2.4 yards a rush. Shador had nine completions for 73 yards. Uh, which is just not going to get the job done. Third downs of the first half, I said they were four for eight. In the second half, they were one for six. 
In the first half, Colorado averaged 6.4 yards per play. In the second half, 3.9. Time of possession, remember, 18 to 12 in the second half. Arizona, 16 to 13. Uh, Colorado had a sack in the first half. None. Colorado is one of the top teams in the country at turnover margin. Arizona did not turn the ball over today. I did mean, not. Impressive stat. That's good. Obviously. Um, Manu, Jacob Manu, oh, he's a does what Jacob Manu does. Tackle for loss. He had the sack. You know what, guy? I actually think he's, it's not going to show up a ton in the in the box score. Uh, I thought Bill Norton was a monster out there. He had only had three tackles because his job isn't to get tackles. But he had the two plays where he tipped the passes at the line. He had a hurry. He forced a fumble. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Um, Dalton Johnson had one of the best tackles of the game. The one guy I need to shout out. We go back and we say trust. We talk about trust. Well, Martel Irby went down. It looked like he'll be okay. I don't know. It looked like a helmet may have hit his knee. Um, I don't know for sure. DJ Warnell was the guy backing up Irby. And Warnell pretty much never plays anymore. And then he has that sack where they bring him off the edge and he gets right to Shador. That was a huge, huge play. Um, Arizona puts in Jeremy Mercier, who plays well. It, it, it's just, it, it's Dominic Lalesio, right? Russell Davis gets hurt. Um, hopefully he's okay. He has to come out of the game. So they put in Lalesio, and Lalesio comes up with the big tackle. I mean, it, it, it's just, it, it's, it's, Again, you know you're a good team when it's kind of a, a, a different guy, when other guys are stepping out and it comes up to trust. This this is a win where if you're not a follower of Arizona, you're like, oh, Arizona got a close game against a bad Colorado team. That's not what this was. Right. This is a win that Arizona should be proud of, and this is a win that, honestly, Colorado fans shouldn't be that upset about their loss because I thought they played pretty well. Anybody else on defense? Like Everyone. I'm just a happy dude. What a great We're just happy. Have. Everyone did well. Well, there was a couple of uh, broken up passes that we, you know, that was great that we actually have uh, players that are looking behind them, you know, when the ball's And coming. look, I'm not worried about Price Sox performance. You're going against a guy that's going to play in yeah. the NFL. Price he, was, he was fine. Hunter, five, was five for 74 for Hunter. I'm cool with it. Whatever. Hunter's going to get his. He had one on a 40-yard grab. Other than that, I thought he was fine. I, I didn't think he was nearly as bad as, as it may have looked at times. All right. Um, I, we did mention it, you know, the play calling and you know, whatever. But shout out to the coaches for being able to, you know, win on the road, keep keep the band together, keep everybody mentally focused. Um, Colorado likes to make things emotional. Obviously, that's a ploy that we've all learned over the season. Um, there are emotional storylines. You know, obviously, we have Arizona players that were on Colorado, but um, especially just like the most impressive thing we've already talked about it was literally like that last drive to you know to get to the field goal and to have the ball that you know I'm sure Colorado would have loved to get at least a second and uh it was we're exhausted I don't know if anyone else is exhausted this has been emotionally yeah my, my mom day. called me she's like we bought pumpkin pie at Costco why don't you and the girls come over and I was like no I'm literally we're not doing Shelby that. and I napped we're recording this podcast at 7 30 7 45 we had to take a 20 minute nap yeah because I'm like emotion between last night I went to bed at like three I woke up at nine it was uh yeah you're like getting pumped up for the game at noon which that what a awesome thing to have a noon game and we yeah, were going to I mean, dinner it. like normal people. We're still waiting at this moment for the Utah time, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, 
There's some things that could happen. You know, there's all the speculation about, just win. you know, who wins and who doesn't. But all Arizona needs to do is just keep winning. Yeah, just Two win more game. games. Utah's going to be pissed after their loss to Washington. Yeah, they're going to. they're beatable. They, they do have uh, some weaknesses. They're not as invincible as everyone kind of thought they were at the beginning of the season. And hopefully the stadium is packed. Like, this is the last game uh of the there season is at no home reason there's no game reason the game this game shouldn't out. be packed beautiful november night Rank, senior night team. arizona's ranked utah's gonna be is ranked well how, how far do you think they'll fall i don't think they'll they drop out probably 23 or so so it's gonna be quite a matchup we are excited sorry we don't sound like crazy uh because we're just kind of a little bit drained <laughs> from, the, from all the happiness but it's a great time to be a Wildcat. Um, we will be back with many podcasts this coming <laughs> week because this week is insane. How many basketball games are Two there? Two basketball and a football. Yes. We're doing the another Friday-Saturday deal. We are. I think Friday's at like 9 p.m. or whatever. So Awesome. Well, everyone, enjoy. Oh, one more. But- one more thing we got to shout out. Okay. Dylan Tapley waited until literally oh, you're right. the second... Arizona won to tweet it. He was going to commit today no matter what. But I love the timing. The Arizona timing. flips Tapley. They're recruiting him as a, as a, it's called an F receiver. It's basically a really big slot. Think of what Kyle Pitts, Mike Gusecki, guys like that do. That's what Dylan Tapley's going to do. He wants to play offense. And if you want to play offense and you're a receiver, uh, as we watch ASU score three points in the first half against UCLA, Arizona is the place to go. Arizona got a good one. <laughs> um, on that note. Shelby, it, take it. Shout out to everyone and bear down. Bear down. You know what I've noticed, Shelby? What, Jason? When Arizona wins, I offer to buy things because I get so excited. I told the family we're taking them out to expensive sushi. When Arizona loses, I offer to buy things so everyone will stop yelling at me. See, it wins for all of us. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 